I will require a slight bit of interaction tonight. I hope you don't mind. Um, did you know that the Christmas alphabet only has 25 letters in it? Apparently there's no L. <laughs> Please forgive me that one. I promise it's the last. Um, but it is lovely to see you here tonight, whether you come here often or this is even your first time. It's lovely to have you with us. Um, I'm going to be uh, sharing a little bit. Phil's given me four hours to speak on Isaiah uh, chapter 60. So um, let me read this for you. This is Isaiah chapter 60. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. Arise, shine, for your light has come. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be with you uh, this evening. And our theme this Advent is actually taken from this passage. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And, and I want to explain to you today what that means, not just for the Israelites who first heard this about two and a half thousand years ago, nor the shepherds who came upon the light 2,000 years ago, but, but for us today in the 21st century, what these verses actually mean for us, if they have any relevance at all. But as it's Christmas, I want to start with a game, if that's okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to put up on the screen a, a, a silhouette, and I just want you to tell me what it is. Go for it. Yes, okay, it gets harder. Let's go for the next one, Rian. What type of holly, specifically? Okay, sure, fine. Yeah, Christmas holly. All right, now my last one. What is it? Any guesses? A manger. You sure, David? Let's see if David's right. Go on, Rian, flick it over. Oh, wait, it's, it's two T-Rexes fighting over a table saw. <laughs> Unlucky, David. It was close. It was close. Unlucky. It's funny, isn't it, how a, a little bit of extra light and, and some Photoshop uh, can bring a whole new meaning to a picture, right? Suddenly we see it in the light and there's a whole new sense of clarity and understanding we get from seeing it in a full light. See, when the darkened shadows and silhouettes of life cause chaos, it's the coming light that brings understanding and order. Verse 2 said, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth. A thick darkness covers the people. And this, these verses were first spoken to an oppressed people. They, they, they lost their homes. They were taken away to distant kingdoms where they were made to serve kings and gods that would have been abhorrent to their own. And friends, there are, there are so many events that have surrounded us this year which pose a similar darkness or, or obscurity. Was there a party at number 10 Downing Street or not? <laughs> Maybe the silhouettes that these people saw in the window was actually two T-Rexes fighting over a table saw in the cabinet room. What do we know? Maybe that was what happened. Now, I jest, but, but there are some serious questions which we've dealt with this year. You know, what will tomorrow bring? Will, will I get COVID? Do I already have COVID? 
Is my business going to survive? Is, is my job at risk? Are my family safe? Can I trust the government? Can I trust the scientists? You know, big questions that we've asked this year. And even beyond there, there are still greater questions throughout our lives which are shrouded in darkness. Who can I trust? What is stable when everything seems to be shaken? Where is my life going? What is my future? Why is this person sick? Why is this person suffering? Why has this person died? These big questions that sooner or later we all have to grapple with. And I'm not here to depress you by these tonight. I'm here to impress upon you the great need humanity has of light, of clarity, of understanding and truth. This all reminds me of Genesis 1, uh, which was actually in the video that we showed. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Every bit of creation and life we see around us follows a primary principle that light is needed for life. This was the the world of Isaiah's audience. He describes it as a a thick darkness covering the world. And there there was light there and it was God's light. But to most people, it was blinding and distant and unobtainable. Let me show you. Alyssa, would you help me out really quick? Do you want to come up and join me? This is Alyssa. Let's give her a round of applause. Good friend of mine. Nathan, can you, can you stick those spots up? Up. Yeah, yeah. Alyssa, come and stand with me. I want to, which one should we go for? Let's look at this one. You see that light up there? Um, what's it like staring straight at it? Is it comfortable? Not really. Is it not? What's the surprise? That's what I have to do when I stand here. Um, <laughs> so I want to ask a question. When you're looking at that light, sorry for your eyes, can you see much of the darkness around you when you're staring at a bright light? Okay, that's good. You're saying the answers I want you to say. This is really helping my demonstration. <laughs> and say you were looking at this bright light and then trying to walk forwards. Do you think you'd have much trouble walking forwards when staring at a bright light? Um, Would you be able to see what's in front of you at I your feet? You. Yeah. Yes. If you look right at it, (laughs) what can I say? Yes. Thank you. That's so good. (laughs) So it would seem if we want to walk the road ahead of us and we've got bright shining light in our eyes, we really need a light here that's showing us where to go, right? So would you be able to grab that one for me? It's a bit average, isn't it? Alyssa, you're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so maybe we could copy it. We could create our own. Could you just tell me what color that light is? You know, the actual light fit in. What color is it? Yeah. I mean, if you come from the side, you can see a little bit. But I think it's actually cream or white. Someone will tell me. uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to work out how we can make one personally, but I'm not sure. It's tricky. No, but it's also tricky when that light shines in our eyes. But generally, thank you so much for your time. Just thank Alyssa, and I'll apologise to her later. For <laughs> okay, we we got there. <laughs> okay, you turn them down now. I really can't see anything now. Sorry, Alyssa, for your eyesight. Um, <laughs> so we have this um, this prevalent darkness, this chaos and disorder that Isaiah is talking about, uh, and there's a a light revealing this, but that light is so 
distant and that's so blinding. It's so different from the darkened state that people are in. And the thing is that they needed the light to come among them, the light to come and be part of them, not something staring at them, but something amongst them in order to see the way forward. Isaiah speaks of a time not yet come for those people. Undoubtedly, he's, he's speaking of a time at the end of time when the light is so blindingly obvious to everyone in the world. But also he's speaking of the advent of Christ. Your light has come. The Gospel of John describes it like this. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Christ, Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. Remember what I said about how when we look at a light, it's so blind and you can't actually see it properly. And this was the Old Testament understanding of God is that he was there, but they couldn't ever quite see him fully. This goes on to say, the only God, Christ, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. How has he done this? John says, the true light, Jesus, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. And this is why we're here today, everyone. You'll be pleased to know we're here today because we're here to celebrate the light, which is Jesus, no longer kind of distant and, and blinding, but accessible and among us, showing us the way. Colossians 1 says this, it says, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. You see, the light of Christ is not like any light this world has to offer. His light is the illumination that brings real truth and real understanding and real peace in dark and uncertain times. I'm going to try and prove it again. Rian, would you put that picture up for me? The other day, my mum posted a picture on our family chat with a simple question. She said, what on earth is this? I'm talking about the bit on the left with like the red end and the other bit. Any, any guesses? What is it? A who? A pogo stick? No, not quite. You've only got that picture right up there, so bless you. <laughs> what about anyone else? Any ideas what it is? It is a compass. A compass. It turns out my brother made it about 20 years ago for a DT project. Um, and it's a compass for drawing circles. You put the pen in the end with the red bit and then you draw the circle. Yeah? Now we know. We probably haven't used one since we were at school. But um, you see, the reason there was confusion is because no one really knew what it was. But my brother could bring clarity to the confusion because he made it. And the reason it's the light of Christ and the light of Christ alone that can bring understanding and clarity to, to the world and the events that we see around us is because he made it himself. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him. It is the light of Christ and the light of Christ alone that brings truth out of chaos, light out of darkness, that brings perspective for COVID, truth out of politics, hope from despair, healing to disease and life after death. And if you're here tonight and, and you feel surrounded by darkness, if you feel a bit lost, if you don't know what to trust or who to turn to, then look to the light of Christ and allow him to bring his perspective, his clarity and his truth. And I promise you that darkness in life will never look the same again. 
Jesus said in John 8:12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will walk in darkness. Well, excuse me, they won't. Let's reread that. I am the light of the world, but whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's the one you really want to get right when you quote, otherwise it doesn't sound good. If you feel lost in any of the darkness and chaos of life, and I'm going really real with you, I was so lost through a lot of this year. Tonight is a night to see the light. Tonight is a light to see his light. And I want to encourage you, whether you know Jesus or or you, you don't feel you've met him yet or whatever, wherever you are on a scale, he is here tonight to shine his light. I want to pray for you if that's okay. Would you close your eyes, join me? We're just going to focus on him. Jesus, I pray that as we look to you tonight, your light would shine. And I pray particularly for people who, for them this year has been tough, or this year has been confusing, or this year has been, um, has brought despondency. Jesus, I pray you would shine a light in their lives to help them see the way forward, to help bring perspective to hard situations, to help bring a clarity to things that have been confusion. I thank you, you can do this, Lord. And I would encourage you, again, whether you know him or not, take time to pray. A simple prayer, Jesus, would you show me your light so I can follow? I challenge you to see what he can do when you pray that prayer. Let me finish with an invitation for us. I'm here today to tell you, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Arise and shine. John's gospel tells us that Jesus was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, God was not content to just reveal himself from a distance, but but to illuminate the world through Christ. But not just there, he then gives us the light of Christ, which enlightens us. That gives us such life and hope that even in the darkness, we cannot be extinguished. And it is the desire of God that we would all arise and shine his light. It's an invitation to join him. No, this isn't a passive invitation. It's not stand there and let someone shine a light on you. It's arise and shine yourself. It's a call to action to stand up and be counted when the darkness is around, to allow yourself to reflect God's goodness and his love and his peace and his truth to the world around you. I can imagine many people feeling daunted by such an invitation. I know those days that I do, and I don't feel particularly shiny, and that's really okay. I imagine for people in this room to to get up in the morning and face the day ahead can be quite daunting. To survive can be quite daunting. But I'm encouraged by Caroline's testimony. She said, God's word says that he purposely chooses the weak and the broken or what the world would call foolish to shame the strong and the wise. Jesus said he came for the sick and the hurting, i.e. those who recognize they need a doctor, not the healthy ones. And this year has taught me that even in our greatest darkness, God will still shine through us, even if we merely stand there 
and let him shine on us. Jesus says this to his followers. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Arise and shine for your light has come.